With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mornings with Ian Smith, minus Smithy. My name is Daniel McCarty. Louis and Brian with me as we take you through till 12 o'clock. Right now, we are going to head to France ahead of Rugby World Cup semi final weekend. And we're going to be joined by senior staff writer, rugby reporter extraordinaire, Mr. Mark Hinton, who's covered one or two Rugby World Cups over the years. Mark, Thanks so much for dropping by and staying up late for us. Really do appreciate it. How are you holding up, mate? It seems so long ago that we're rubbing shoulders together in uh, France. Um, you're not going out of your mind being on the road this long? Well, the four by three metre cell I occupy is uh, the walls, are, I'm sure, get closer to me every day, Daniel, but you know how it is. Uh, uh, World Cups are a test of staying power as much as they are willpower. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm surviving. Uh, the All Blacks winning is certainly very helpful, having something positive to write about, to talk about, to report on. I mean, haven't they been a different team since, if we think all the way back to uh, week one when they came out like stunned mullets and really lay down pretty meekly against the tournament host France. And, and, you know, we weren't that hopeful, were we? And now here we are, about a million uh, um, baguettes uh, since, um, <laughs> Daniel, and they've found some form. The hosts are out of the tournament, the Irish are out of the tournament, and the All Blacks are still standing. Be honest, had you started packing your bag to go home ahead of that quarterfinal? I'd certainly started mentally packing my bag. I, look, I didn't think they could beat Ireland. Um, I knew it would be close. The All Blacks are always a chance, and that those two quarterfinals were always going to be just monumental toe-to-toe slugfest. But deep down, I kind of thought that Ireland had the edge. They were so consistent. Um, they were just so good at everything they do. They played to their strength so well. I didn't really think the All Bla- this All Blacks team could do it so they really surprised me um and just with their fortitude you know the mental strength they showed to make all those tackles uh to force all those turnovers at the breakdown of strength an area where ireland had dominated them less than a year or just over a year ago you know all those things we saw last um saturday night at stade de france um you know that they, they, they were i think uh, peaks of the Foster era. I think this that was as good as I've seen them play. So did I expect it? I didn't expect them to play that well. And Daniel, they had to play that well to beat that Ireland team. They absolutely, you know, there was nothing in it, was there? They had to play that well or they were going to lose. So, you know, you got to doff your hat to them and you got to tip your hat and I unpack my bags. <laughs> I don't think there is a man on tour who's, who's seen as much at Rugby World Cups as you have. You've seen the good, the bad and the ugly. Uh, that defensive effort at throughout the course of the 80-plus minutes, extraordinary. That last patches of play we could spend 40 minutes on. Uh, you know, what's going to stick out for you, Mark, with all those games that you've seen from that particular quarterfinal? Yeah, I think it was, I mean, I've seen all black teams just, you know, out, purely out talent teams. The 2015 team, apart from the semi-final, just blew everyone really off the park, didn't they? They were so good and 
and what they did, you know, they, they just expressed themselves and they played with the pace and space and everything that, that other teams, apart from South Africa and that semi, couldn't live with. And they ground, and, and when push came to shove, they were still good enough to ground out a, a tough win. So uh, I've seen more talented teams, but I don't think I've seen a more character-filled um, win at a World Cup um, than, than that one against Ireland uh, last Saturday night. It, it was quite incredible. Uh, and as we've touched on you know it, it wasn't really building you know we hadn't seen them show you know we'd seen bits of it Alice Park was pretty pretty good and then you know there'd been other sort of uh, good quality performances but but the consistency had been their issue and 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 you know also digging deep when it really mattered had been their issue and that was just pretty special 229 tackles all black teams just don't win you know that's not that's not how they win big time test matches. Well, they do now. This team, you know, that's their forte. They're, that they're willing to, you know, go that deep, dig that deep. So, uh, you, you know, you have to be impressed. Uh, and I think there's going to be another game like that coming up. I hate to look too far ahead, Daniel, but I suspect um, this week can might not be quite as exciting. And I think we're going to have another game exactly like those two quarterfinals in Paris uh, in the final. But um, yeah, let's see. Yeah, and I can understand wh- why why you think like that. Um, Argentina, hard to get a read on. Um, th- they've got some key players out. Matera's obviously been a massive loss for them. They were so awful against England in the first game, but they- they've had an ability to turn it on um, at previous World Cups, whether or not the 2023 side uh, can do that. I- I'm uncertain, but l- let's factor in. Let's look further down the road here, Hans. Um, is there much chat, much discourse, whether there could be an opportunity to, say, freshen up the side this weekend? Um, if they do progress, it's going to be three really intense weeks in a row. I think you know what I mean here. Yeah, well, they have tweaked just a little bit. They've brought Mark Talia back. They've brought Sam Whitelock in, um, rotated those locks around, and they've brought Sam Sony Takiaha onto the bench. I think that was as much as Ian Foster was willing to to um, to freshen Um you know, with the group that really, you know, the all-black mantra is, uh, you know, if you win a big-time test, they, you know, you roll the same team back out, and they deserved it. I thought it was a wee bit of a harsh call on Leicester Fine Ganuku, who filled in really well on the wing, but uh, Mark Talia is pretty special. I think they want to just see if, um, you know, with the mind to the week after, maybe, just if, if, you know, he just doesn't bring that something a bit different, we'll see. Um, and Whitelock, of course, you don't lose anything with that special man who will get now go down in infamy and test number 151 <laughs> for making one of the great plays of all black history. You know, one of the most defining plays to get over that ball and win that breakdown at phase number 37. Quite incredible. So, um, yeah, look, I think Foster's freshened them just a little bit, but at this stage of the tournament, you've got to roll your best team back out pretty much. You've got to win a semi to get to a final. Argentina, look, I'm absolutely convinced, Daniel, that that other side of the draw, you know, that other side that didn't include the All Blacks, <laughs> France, Ireland and South Africa, um, that other side was just, well, weak as um, um, some of the beer that maybe they serve up in some of the hostelries here in Paris. So, um, yeah, not good. It didn't look good. It hasn't looked good. The eye test tells you that they should win this week, but it, it's semi-final rugby. I think, I think England... South Africa could be a good slugfest. I just don't see yep. this Argentina team living with the All Blacks, but we won't see. Funnier things have happened. I want to talk about Sam White. Like you, you, you've just, you know, got me thinking about that amazing turnover at the end. I got a little bit excited about it. Absolutely loved it. 
Although when he does it for the Crusaders against the Hurricanes in a Super Rugby semi-final, can't stand the bloke. But the constant is, he's always there. He's just always there, right? You've been around him for his whole career. How much of the ultimate professional is this guy? And is it possible to rightly sort of describe the impact he's had on New Zealand rugby and this team? One of the most, probably one of world rugby's most unexciting guys off the field. Gives you nothing, says nothing. You know, stone face, talks and sort of cliches and sort of plays with the equivalent of a Bruce Edgar innings, you know, bats it back down the pitch pretty much into anything you ask him. You put him on the field, you put him in that black jersey, he is something special. So consistent, just so good. And then to see him accept that role off the bench, you know, in test number 151, a lot of I know there's been a lot of All Blacks over the years that would have packed a little bit of a sad about being thrust into that position. He didn't. He accepted his role. And what did he do? He came on and he made a difference. Something special, no doubt about it. I mean, just the test of time to beat anyone that beats Richie McCall's record for, um, you know, length of service and, and everything. He, he's not Richie McCall, Sam Whitelock, but he is uh, pretty special. And that play goes down. And I think New Zealand's sporting folklore, I, you know, I really think if they do go on to win this World Cup, it's still going to be tough, but if they do, they're going to look back at that moment when they withheld 37 phases of Ireland smashing them. You know, if you remember, Ireland once beat France with 40 phases and then Johnny Sexton put over a drop goal. So they did, did have a history of kind of converting in those sort of long, protracted, you know, attacks. So it was a, such a massive play. I love Sam Whitelock. He, he's terrible to, to interview, but he is just a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful player. You're so right. You're so right. Sam Kane, um, he was inspirational. He had such a big game against Ireland. How does he, and I guess more broadly, the team sort of replicate the serious edge that they had um, in, in that quarterfinal for this weekend? Uh, are you at all worried about that, or were you detecting the same sort of body language being in and around them? Look, it's impossible to replicate that, Daniel, because the circumstances are different. They... They legitimately feared that Ireland team for good reason. They were on a 17-test win streak. You know, they'd, they'd sort of wiped the floor with everyone in front of them for the last two years. That embarrassed, really embarrassed the All Blacks in New Zealand. Let's face it, that, you know, they did. No All Black team loses a series from one up, but these guys did it to them um, and told them about it, you know. And um, so you can't replicate that. It's impossible. I wrote a column on stuff this week and, sort of talked about complacency being their biggest enemy because it's just going to naturally be there because mentally, you know, no matter what you tell yourself, no matter how many meetings you have, how many words in Foster writes on the whiteboard, no matter how many rah-rah speeches you give, you you know, in that little bit of your brain that, that um, where, you know, real knowledge is stored, you know that Argentina aren't the threat that Ireland are, so you aren't going to be able to replicate that edge. The thing is, they don't have to. They just have to be yeah. good. They just have to come out and play hard, play effectively, um, have their minds on the job, um, and just just be like a good, like an eighty to ninety percent all black team, and they will they will beat Argentina by fifteen to twenty points. That's how much better than them they are. But if they come out a bit lame, do something stupid, get an early card, get Argentina get ahead on the scoreboard, as we saw in Christchurch, as we saw in Sydney a couple of years before that. Argentina, you know, they grow an arm and a leg, they get a bit of belief. There is a danger element there. So they just have to be on. They don't have to be super on. They don't have to be Ireland on. They just have to be on, mate. 
Uh, before I let you go, Mark Hinton is with us, by the way, here on SCNZ. Uh, flip it, you're, you're, you're an, an Argentine rugby scribe, and you have to do an opinion piece based on the reasons to believe. How long's that list? How long's that story? Could you write 200 words? Could you get 500? Oh, no, you could write uh, as many as you want because you just look back at those two games we talked about. You look back at Christchurch, you look back at Sydney. What did you do well that day? What were you able to do to the All Blacks to unsettle them? Um, but, you know, that will be the belief they'll hang their hat on. They will think back. They will be looking at that video. They'll be they'll be reinforcing that this great All Black team can be knocked on their backsides. They can be unsettled. So, you know, I think they've played 34, 36 tests or something, and Argentina's only ever won two, but they've won two of the last, I think, three or four. Two in the last in the last three years, 2020 and 2022. Uh, yeah. uh, so, um, yeah, that belief factor will be there for Argentina. Are they good enough? If you look at their form, if you look at their individual makeup, if you look at the way the All Blacks have been building since that France game, no, they're not good enough, but it's it's sport. You know, funny things happen. France thought they were going to be in the semi-finals of their own tournament. Ireland were damn sure they were still going to be in the tournament, and they're both at home. So it's sport. It's possible. It can be done, and that'll be what the Argentina scribes will be writing. They'll be telling, reminding them of all those good things they've done against the All Blacks in recent years, and they'll be reminding them that Ian Foster's team, as well as they played to beat Ireland, have been fallible in the last two or three years. They haven't always backed up these performances. So there'll be a lot of lot of things to hang your hat on if you're an Argentinian. <laughs> but they come from the other side of the draw, Daniel. They've got no chance. <laughs> Mark, lastly, last one. If everything goes to plan, it's All Blacks, uh, South Africa. They have not met in a Rugby World Cup final since 1995. I would argue that the two greatest rivals in world rugby. I'm detecting a little bit of apathy in the north to the prospect of New Zealand and South Africa meeting again. A bit boring. Same old, same old. Isn't it great they'd meet for the first time in 28 years in a final? Isn't it good for the Absolutely. sport? It would, be a tour, it would be a final for the ages and it would be a final that would shut up all the people that predicted this was going to be a northern hemisphere, you know, um, um, cakewalk, basically. That was the, all the talk up here. You were here early on. You would have heard it. I mean, you know, the way yep. Ireland were playing, the way uh, France were playing, England was stuttering along but winning, you know, uh, Wales were playing well. I mean, it was only a question of time and, and of course, you know, Southern Hemisphere rugby with all our issues, we, we were on the way down the tube. So, think the storyline, the narrative, it's changed, mate. And I tell you what, that would be an amazing final because, um, well, two different teams but two great rivals. You think back to 90, even just reliving that 1995 final and 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 what that meant for the sport and what that meant for both teams and, and everything, um, it, it's going to be a special week. But both teams have to just keep their eye on the ball this week, especially South Africa. I think if there's an upset happening, it's happening in the uh, Saturday uh, semi-final here in Paris. Um, I think England, as we all know, they're sneaky semi-finalists. They can win these things. They did beat the All Blacks four years ago and uh, you know when they just smashed Ireland to get there waltzed in and you know they, they, so they're the danger and I think if South Africa yeah. just keep you know just do enough keep their eye on the ball it will be one of the great World Cup finals because it will be it will be something special Mark treat having you on the show mate I know you're really busy uh, good luck in that 4 by 2 padded cell of yours uh, miss you all particularly jealous this week <laughs> enjoy it mate take care Oh, good. Great to speak to you, Daniel. You take care.